want to learn how to manage your own investments? Are you ready to stop paying investment management fees and start building wealth? The DIY Investing Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge, skills, and resources you need to be a better investor. Learn how to make investments through the use of fundamental analysis, mental models, and business management insights. Now, here's your host, value investing expert, Trey Henninger. Hello and welcome to the DIY Investing Podcast. My name is Trey Henniger and I'm your host. In today's episode, I want to discuss the recent corona crash and one idea of how you may be able to take advantage of the recent stock market volatility. Today's episode is being pre-recorded on April on March 20th, 2020, so some stock prices may be out of date by the time the show airs on April 5th. Before I get started, I want to make a short request. If you haven't already, please consider giving this podcast a rating and review. You can simply hit pause and rate this podcast in your podcast player, whether that's Apple Podcasts app, Google, Spotify, etc. I would really appreciate it. You can also do so after listening to the show. Your ratings and reviews help me to grow the podcast audience and help more people. Thank you for your support. So this is my first podcast covering the recent crash in the stock market, and I think it's interesting how quickly we have seen some stocks crash. And I'm not talking about the market as a whole. The market as a whole, as I'm recording this, is down 30 to 34%. But when I look at individual stock prices, you have stock prices that have dropped somewhere between 70, 80, and 85%. It's when stocks have dropped significant amounts in that you're able to have some extreme opportunities available in the market. But it's not necessarily that you would want to buy the stocks that have dropped the most. Instead, what you're looking for is a good balance between opportunity and risk. During times of uncertainty, like we're going through now, where we don't know what's going to happen with the coronavirus, we don't know what's going to happen with the economy, it's important to understand what the risks and rewards are that you're taking on when you make an investment. One of the big risks that we have right now is that the economic fallout from the coronavirus and from the oil price war that's going on is that we just don't know how long the economy is going to have to suffer through recessionary or depressionary conditions. And these conditions of reduced GDP, of reduced economic activity, can impact many stocks. It can cause massive second-order effects, and it's really hard to fully understand what those risks are. So you can reduce your risk to investments when you understand that the companies need a good balance sheet, they need to have a good culture, and they need to be willing to be flexible during times of crisis. One of the ways that I have focused on making investments during this time is to focus on companies that have a very strong history of paying dividends. This is important because dividends are basically demonstrating that the company has enough cash to return to shareholders without impacting their ability to operate. So you want to find dividend-paying companies with a long history of paying dividends through many different types of recessions and many different types of stock crashes. 
And what this has done is this has brought me to the oil majors. The oil majors are the five largest oil companies in the world that are not state-owned and operated. And these companies are ExxonMobil, Chevron, Royal Dutch Shell, BP, and Total. So ExxonMobil and Chevron are based in the United States. BP is based as British Petroleum, so British. Royal Dutch Shell is a mix between British and Dutch. And Total is French. So these five companies are known as the oil majors. They are so big that they individually are typically over $100 billion in market cap. Um, It's possible that some of them have dropped below that during this crash. But these are $100 billion plus enterprises. You're talking about companies that tend to earn in the tens of billions of dollars in income each year but certainly in the billions. And these are companies that have extensive operations all around the world and operate in many different environments. Most of them have a very long history of operation and a very long history of paying dividends. And this has become very interesting because due to the stock crash of 2020, we are starting to see some dividend yields that are very, very attractive. Now, The caveat always when you're considering high dividend yield paying stocks is that what if the dividends are cut or what if the dividends are eliminated completely? And we've already seen this with some oil companies, specifically exploration and production companies that focus very much on just finding oil um, and selling oil have already had to cut their dividends. Occidental is a good example of a company that was paying a dividend, and I believe they cut their dividend by over 80% in the last few weeks. So this is what you would want to avoid. Well, the oil majors are different. The oil majors are not just oil exploration and production companies. In fact, they're highly diversified. So they're not just diversified across the oil production space. So they have a very vertically integrated structure. They have the upstream, midstream, and downstream parts of the business. And so upstream is the exploration and the oil production. Midstream tends to be the transportation, some of the processing. Downstream can be producing this with refineries, putting it into production of chemicals production. Um, ExxonMobil in particular has one of the world's largest chemical companies built into its own company. So if it was split off into its own chemical company, it would be one of the world's largest chemical companies. And what this allows these oil majors to do is they are not simply forced to sell their oil at the oil price. Because what they're able to do is they have a vertically integrated structure. They're able to take the oil and process it. They're able to refine it. And then they get the benefit of those refining margins, and they're able to produce it into higher value products at the end, whether it be jet fuel, diesel, gasoline, uh, plastics, and other products. This means that just because the oil price has fallen doesn't mean that the oil major's margins have been affected to the same degree. So a 50% drop in the oil price doesn't mean a 50% drop necessarily in the margins that Exxon or Chevron or Shell is able to gather in their business. In addition, they are diversified across 
into other commodities. Many of these companies have recently expanded into natural gas. Over the last decade, you've seen a massive expansion from not just being oil companies, but also being oil and natural gas companies to really being true energy companies. You have a lot of these oil majors that have started to get into the solar business, get into wind power, because what their real business is, is their business is is in the business of providing energy to the world. And energy is valuable. It just so happens that oil has been the primary energy source for transportation over the last 100 years. But over time, we're seeing this change. And you've seen these oil majors, or as I think is a better description for them, energy majors, begin to make this transition. Now, I've talked about the oil majors before in a previous podcast. Episode 12 of this show was about investing in the oil majors in general. So if you want to learn more about investing in the oil majors in general, I encourage you to check out episode 12 of this podcast where I talk about those companies individually, some of the things I like about them, some of the business model type things. I also have um, an article that was written in 2015 where I talked about the oil stocks going on clearance sale. And the interesting thing about 2020 versus 2015 is I talked about these companies being on sale when you had dividends yields of four, five, and seven percent. Well, today the dividend yields are much higher, and it's in large part because they are much cheaper than they were even in 2015 when I thought they were a good deal. So let's talk about some of these dividend yields. As of this recording, again, we're recording on March 20th, so some of these um, names will be a little different than you might be able to find in the market today. They might could be lower, they could be higher. You'll just have to see. But ExxonMobil was trading at $33 per share. They pay a $3.48 dividend to have a 10.5% dividend yield. Chevron was trading at $58 per share for a $5.16 annual dividend. That's an 8.9% yield. Royal Dutch Shell is trading at $24 per share while having a $3.76 annual dividend for a 15.6% yield. BP at $18 per share while having a $2.52 dividend had a 14% yield. And Total had a $27 per share, a $2.93 annual dividend for a 10.8% yield. What you'll notice is that besides Chevron, Four out of the five of these oil majors are trading at double-digit dividend yields. This is very important because in general, the oil majors try to avoid cutting their dividend and in some cases try to each year increase their dividend. So you may or may not have heard of dividend aristocrats. Dividend aristocrats are companies that for the last 25 years or more have raised their dividend every year for those 25 years. That means not only do they not cut their dividend, but each of those years, the dividend actually increases. Now, there's only two companies in the entire world that operate in the oil space that have the privilege and designation of having achieved dividend aristocrat status. And those two companies are included in the oil majors. We have ExxonMobil and Chevron, both of the American oil majors have this distinction of being dividend aristocrats. This means that for at least 25 years, they have raised their dividend every year. ExxonMobil has been raising their dividend for 37 consecutive years, while Chevron has raised their dividend for 32 consecutive years. In addition, both Exxon and Chevron have a history of over 100 years without 
having fully eliminated their dividends. So Exxon has paid a continuous dividend since 1882, and Chevron has paid a continuous dividend since 1912. So this long history of paying dividends is incredibly important when you consider investing in these companies. As long listeners of the show would know, I tend to use a 10% discount rate when evaluating the prospects of investing in a company. That means that I'm seeking a 10% annual return or greater when I make an investment. I evaluate all companies that I invest in by the same discount rate in order to normalize the expectations for those companies. If you can buy a company at an intrinsic value less than um, at a price less than the intrinsic value when calculated by a 10% discount rate, then you should, if you've done your analysis properly and not been mistaken, be able to achieve a greater than 10% annual return. Well, what's attractive then is if you can get a dividend yield that's greater than 10% and you can be confident that that dividend will not be cut and also has the opportunity of being raised in the future, then you can receive your annual return without any price considerations or without any price appreciation, but solely through the dividend that is paid to you. Now, this is an incredibly rare opportunity for the oil majors to trade at these prices. ExxonMobil, for instance, has traded at a 10% dividend yield, I believe, only two times in the 1900s. And they were both back, and I think, in the 20s and the 30s. Or basically the Great Depression era is when you were able to buy ExxonMobil at a price that offered a 10% dividend yield. This is incredible because it means you have the opportunity today that is a once or twice in a century type of opportunity to buy ExxonMobil and other oil majors at dividend yields that exceed 10%. Again, at least for Exxon and Chevron, these are companies who not only have a long history, culture, and status built up that they want to keep of always raising their dividends, but also you have a high starting dividend yield. So I'm incredibly attracted to the oil majors today as an opportunity, and I think they're a worthwhile starting point for you to consider um, doing your research as potential investments today. So obviously, there's a reason these prices are being offered. Currently, there's an oil price war going on around the world. OPEC, oil-producing exporting countries, typically work together as a coalition to set the oil price at a price that's attractive for them to earn a positive high rate of return. Those companies have recently got into a disagreement, especially between OPEC, led by Saudi Arabia, and Russia, who has been supporting them in setting the oil price. Recently, Saudi Arabia and Russia have basically declared an oil price war and pushed the price of oil well below where it was in the 50s, $50 per barrel range, and down into the $20 per barrel range. At these prices, most companies around the world, almost all companies around the world, are unable to profitably extract oil. Now, oil majors have the benefit of being able to extract oil and sell it at lower prices than almost anyone else besides Saudi Arabia and Russia. But in general, the oil price needs to be much higher than it is today in order for oil companies around the world to produce a profit and to pay back their shareholders and debt holders. So this means that we're at a point where these companies 
are stretched. They're being pushed to have their balance sheet handle some of the volatility in the commodity price market. This is the risk that you have when you invest in any oil company, let alone an oil major, that you can't predict in advance what the oil price will be. With that said, this is not the first time that these oil majors have gone through this, and you don't build a 30-plus year history of raising your dividends every year without going through a few oil price conflicts. So these companies, if you're going to make a bet in the oil industry, are probably the ones that are best positioned to be able to handle a low oil price. Now, Obviously, you will have to do your own research, decide whether you think the oil prices can sustainably stay low, to decide whether these dividends are sustainable for yourself. But I think it's an interesting area for you to consider starting your research. Because as a whole, you can now lock in prices that haven't been seen in decades among many of the world's largest and best oil companies. Now, oil industry in general is capital intensive, it's commodity focused, it's very cyclical, so a lot of those words are going to steer people away from them and say that that's just not the industry I want to be invested in. And that's fair. It's not for everyone. But for those who do their research and understand what the risks are and what the where the opportunities can be in this industry, it offers a great entry point that if you ever do want to invest in the oil industry, you're probably going to get better prices today than you might for the rest of your lifetime. So that's the primary focus that I wanted to cover in this episode. Um, Certainly my favorite of the oil majors is probably ExxonMobil, um, but I think they all offer different opportunities. Certainly ExxonMobil doesn't have the highest dividend yield, um, but they have the longest history of paying uninterrupted dividends. So I think that's an attractive point, but you probably will get a better return if you buy one of the other oil majors. So it's just something to consider, but it's all dependent upon whether an oil major can meet its debt requirements and interest coverage and still be able to pay their dividend while doing whatever capital expenses they want to hit. So in summary, it is important to remember that during stock market crashes, correlations between stocks can tend to go to to one. And that means that many stocks will trade together, both the good and the bad. Market dislocations like this, therefore, offer many opportunities to buy individual stocks at great prices. Today offers that opportunity in the oil super major space. You have the ability to buy companies today at double-digit dividend yields that have raised their dividend every year for over 30 years. To me, this is a a once-in-a-50-year occurrence in the oil industry, and I think it's at least worth considering and learning more because you may not get other opportunities like this in the future. If you want to learn more about some of the risks and challenges investing in the oil majors, I'm including a link in the show notes that is to um, an article by Joshua Kinnan where he discusses what the risks are and some of the benefits for investing in oil majors for the long term. And you'll have that link to go in the show notes. Always remember, 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. The full show notes for this episode, including my outline for today's podcast, are available at diyinvesting.org slash episode 70. And finally, remember, this is a listener-supported podcast. If you've gained value from today's content, please consider joining, supporting the show financially as a patron. You can become a patron at diyinvesting.org slash P-A-T-R-O-N. Your financial support is what allows me to continue creating this free investing content without any advertisements. If you choose to become a patron of the show, you receive exclusive insights into my personal investing process through the DIYinvesting.org membership program. Once again, you can find out more information at DIYinvesting.org slash patron. Thank you for listening. And until next time, stop paying fees, start building wealth. Thank you for listening to the DIY Investing Podcast. Please visit our website and subscribe to our email list at DIYinvesting.org for guides, videos, and resources to help make you a better investor. The DIY Investing Podcast is presented for general informational and entertainment purposes only. I have not considered your specific situation or risk profile, and I have not provided investment advice. The information presented on the DIY Investing Podcast should not be construed as investment advice. The views and opinions expressed on the DIY Investing Podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the show's host or sponsors. DIY Investing, its producers, sponsors, and host, Trey Henniger, shall not be liable for losses resulting from investment decisions based upon information or viewpoints presented on the DIY Investing Podcast.